This is Until All Have Heard, a conversation about the ministry of the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Ed Cannon, who is president of FEBC. How are you doing today, Ed? Very good. It's nice and warm here in California. I don't think yeah. it's that way in Chicago today. No, you're bringing that up because I'm in Chicago. We're doing this via Zoom, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, at this moment, it's quite cold in Chicago. <laughs> so as you remember from living here many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I don't even have a winter coat anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> uh, last time on the podcast, we met Luke Cheng, who is our new director of U.S. Chinese Ministries. And we're going to continue meeting Luke here today. Uh, but say a word about why Luke is stepping into this position. Well, we've had the privilege of uh, working together with Dr. Reverend James Huang for the last eight years. And James has been an enormous uh, benefit to FEBC U.S. Chinese Ministries over these years. He has a Ph.D. in physics. He used to work for NASA. Mm-hmm. He has built parts that are currently on the a device that's wandering around on Mars shooting pictures <laughs> back to the U.S. He's quite an interesting guy, but what yeah, a heart a for wonderful the Lord. man. Yep. A tremendous, tremendous heart for the Lord. Uh, is really passionate about uh, broadcasting the gospel into China through the various platforms and ministries of FEBC. But James is uh, retired, and he's transitioned uh, the role to Luke Chang, who James found. Uh, quite a miraculous story where Luke knew of FEBC and Luke's wife has served on the Liang Yu Theological Seminary for a number of years, uh, online training for uh, lay pastors in China. And so James met him at an um, event down at Dallas Theological Seminary and basically recruited him on the spot. And so now we have the privilege of uh, having James turn over the reins to Luke Chang here in the U.S. That's wonderful. Well, we'll continue to meet Luke here on the program today, but he's not the only Chinese director we have. We have uh, one in Hong Kong as well. Actually, we have one in Hong Kong. We have one in Taipei, Taiwan, and we have one in Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada, and we have one in Toronto, Canada. So we have a number of Chinese ministries offices set up. Because originally, when FEBC launched the China Ministries back in the 40s, we we just did not know what the long-term security of being uh, doing ministry in Hong Kong or in China would look like. So we have a number of offices where people are contributing, uh, doing recordings and broadcasts, and as a result, broadcasting to their own people. So here in the U.S., we're broadcasting uh, to the diaspora of Chinese speakers in the U.S., The same in Canada and the same in Taipei. We're grateful for these men taking these positions, including Luke. Let's continue to meet him today in part two of your conversation. Did you want to share a scripture before we turn to the uh, interview? Yeah, actually, Luke talks a lot about discipleship. And many people think, well, you know, FEBC is really an evangelical ministry. You'll hear from Luke himself on why he feels so strongly about discipleship. But I think it goes back to the Great Commission. Uh, when Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded. So even by Christ's own words, uh, it's not evangelism as much as a process of making disciples of all nations. That's Luke's heart. 
That's what he speaks about so often. And we're going to hear a little bit more about that right now. Yeah, it's a good lead into this conversation. Last time we were talking, I kind of want to pick up from, we spoke a little bit about several of the verses in God's Word, uh, where Jesus was commanding people how to be his disciple. It's in three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We're going to read today from Matthew 16. You want to open Luke by reading that verse for us? In Chinese? Sure. I can do that. 若有人要跟从我,就当舍己,背起他的十字架来跟从我。And in English it says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And Luke and I have had some wonderful conversations about what that verse really means. And I can recall years and years ago doing an exercise after I read that verse and saying, I'm going to take a piece of paper out and write down on a piece of paper what I have denied myself for Jesus Christ. And it's a very humbling exercise. I don't deny myself a $3 cup of Starbucks coffee for Christ's word, let alone things that really matter in life. And yet Luke has described to me that it's his pursuit of ministry that he would communicate that message to listeners around the world on FEBC radio that the important part of being a follower of Jesus Christ is not the easy portion, which says, you know, we have all these blessings from Christ, but yet we need to step up and put Him first in our life and not ourselves. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the it's like I think self denying is sort of the uh, the starting point of actually we can come to Christ. I remember when I before I become a believer, I mean, our will is one of the big part, right? When do you admit that you're pride, prideful? When do you admit that you um, you're willing? You know, you need help, you need salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you never realize that, then you will never come to Christ mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. salvation. And also along the way, when you grow, uh, grow in your, I mean, spiritual walk with Christ, self denial is, is also important too, because it constantly reminds you how prideful we can we can be. And also, out of that, we we always have the intention to live for ourselves, you know, not live for Christ. So, as long if you want to continue to grow like more like Christ, you have to be like Christ, be um, be, be humble like Christ. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's essential message we want to share with all the. Um, um, if you look at the global mission, only those people actually who are willing to pay Christ, uh, pay price for Christ. Can really share the you know mm. the gospel mm. around. Um, mm. That's kind of my my uh, mm. my understanding mm. of this. Mm. Now, Luke, you grew up in China yes. as an unbeliever. Can yeah. you share with us just a little bit about your background when you were a young person and how you grew up? Yeah, I was born and raised in a, a small village in China. Uh, it's a big family. So I was, I'm the youngest one amongst of the six siblings. So my my parents are very traditional Chinese. So my dad was a kind of a very low rank, like government official. My mm-hmm. mom was a, a farmer. So we, we were very. I grew up in a very poor family. Mm-hmm. But even when I was a kid, I we were educated in the ethic. You know, in the environment, actually, people doesn't believe in God. But I never. I always trust that something beyond, you know, the universe is also like a uh, transcendent being out there who mm. control people's lives and the destinies. Mm. Mm. So I'm, uh, yeah, that's kind of my background. So that seed was planted in your mind, sort of mm-hmm. questioning how could 
this secular world just be all in and where did creation come from and what is the purpose of life and all that thing. So what was sort of the next step in your life as you became uh, introduced to Christ and his teaching or God? And how have you come from that place to now where you are with this deep faith in Jesus Christ? Yeah, I mean, like even in my early uh, childhood, I also want to pursue, find out the purpose of my life because I don't feel like, you know, all the stuff we do, you know, even when you study, uh, even though in the in the kind of the idea about pursuing a uh, career, actually you're looking for some fulfillment in your heart to prove that you're capable, um, you're important, uh, you're valued. So, so I, I mean, that's kind of I my my heart. Uh, but you know, in this in that environment, people always the whole trend is like you you look for a good job, you have like mm-hmm. like uh, mm-hmm. find a good a form a good family, and then mm-hmm. you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of follow the trend. But I went to Canada um, to graduate studies. I met a group of Christians. My landlord, first landlord was a Christian. Mm. And he, he shared with me the gospel. Mm. I was not a believer at that time. I can argue with him. You know, mm-hmm. I was still mm-hmm. following science, trust that, you know, science is the ultimate solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at that point, I, I can see that, you know, there's a, something different in your life. They're, they have this kind of peace I never had in my heart. Mm-hmm. They have the joy, even mm-hmm. though they suffer from like financial mm-hmm. difficulties. Mm-hmm. So they, I think their life attracted me. Mm-hmm. And I started to go to Bible study groups at that point. Mm. This is a great learning for all of us. So when you went to university in Canada mm-hmm. and you were studying PhD in computer engineering, is that, that right? That time I was still master of, uh, in chemical engineering. And your landlord... Uh-huh witnessed the gospel to you and you saw something in his life that you envied that you said there's something about this guy's life that i'm interested is that right yeah um he's so kind i, th- I think he is an immigrant to to uh, canada he's also chinese well at that time he was kind of like he, did, he didn't have any job hmm. so he his whole family was kind of like poor at that time hmm. But he was so kind to me. He would share his stuff mm, with mm, me. Mm, mm. And then even later on, I have to, uh, you know, broke out the contract to move to school because it's much closer. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like, you know, ask me to pay any fines. He just willing to let me go. He said, sure. you know, because it's, it's better for you. So sure. I will let you go. Sure. Uh, I mean, that kind of touched my heart. You know, you can see the difference in yeah. the, the life can actually compare with some other non-believers. So when you left that, location and broke that contract with that landlord did he did he know yet that you were a christian or had you not become a christian yet i was not a believer yet yeah he knew i was uh just a new student out there so you went on uh to further studies in canada and tell us how your faith journey continued and i i i started joining a, a bible study group for um like Be, for the, because of his influence. Yeah, I mean, I went to, uh, he, he, he told me that, he told me that there's a Bible study group in my campus. So I, I started joining. I met a, a lot of Christians, you know, similarly, they're so loving and kind. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I started hearing a lot about Bible, you know, mm-hmm, about teaching mm-hmm. the creation, sin, mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. uh, gospel information. I, I started to think about and uh, that, uh, what, what the information is all about. And uh, at the same time, you know, I had some friends who have a tragic of life, mm-hmm. uh, who I have a like uh, friend who lost their, uh, her mom at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I compare with, you know, her response to 
Mm. One of the uh, the friends in the in the group actually who just lost her father. I can compare. I guess the huge difference played in their faith. When people have the faith, they have uh, eternal hope. They can still have peace in the heart. Mm. But mm. those people who lost their you know loved ones mm. without you know the eternal hope, it's so desperate. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, their life have. A, I mean, the Christian life has a huge impact on on my faith journey. Mm. So I think maybe part of the next chapter in this faith journey is it part of that Bible study or somewhere in your studies you met uh, a young lady named Joy? Yeah, Joy, uh, she was a, a seminary student at that point. She was part of the study group. So I remember one time we chat and then she asked me to join church. And uh, it's kind of a long story, I'm pretty short. And I, from that point, I, uh, I started to go to church, have more systematic, uh, you know, learning of the Bible, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also, you know, meet other Christians. Mm-hmm, so that's kind of mm-hmm, the, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of steps on my you know, wow, faith journey. Wow, wow. Um, one, the other uh, person who impact huge on my faith journey is my professor. I mean, he was, he's a uh, professor in chemical engineering, but he's a very strong believer. So he brought me to his church because I had to follow him, you know, to his Bible study group. Mm-hmm. He started to teach Bible with kind of concordance, you know, explaining the, the how we can ex- explain Bible. At that point, I realized one thing, because uh, sometimes I, I don't accept Bible as, uh, you know, authority or true, because I, the way I inter- interpret Bible is wrong. So that kind of blocked me from believing Bible. At that point, I even though I don't quite accept Bible yet, but I realized that, you know, uh, Bible is believable. It's, it's mm. not that what I, uh, it's it's the way I interpret Bible actually blocked me from believing it. Mm-hmm. So that's another uh, kind of a, mm. you know, a obstacle guy. God moved, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. helped me to move away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to kind of fast forward the story here a little bit. You met Joy. Mm-hmm. You became uh, her husband. You became a believer. You decide to leave your work at, uh, Amazon and Microsoft and pursue your education at Dallas. Tell us a little bit about how you've come from Dallas Theological Seminary to serve here at the Far East Broadcasting Company. Well, I I was not new to FEBC because my wife, Joy, used to serve in FEBC Canada. So at that time when we were dating, I just went to FEBC Canada to do some voluntary work. So I know all they were doing. But I never imagined myself like being a... a you know, being a radio programmer because I, I was not confident about my speaking skills. <laughs> um, but up when I was in DTS, because uh, one of the church actually approached us to ask us if we want to be a pastor in the church. So at that time, we wanted to pursue God's will. So my wife and I started to pray really hard about where uh, we were going to serve in the future. So and then one time we went to join a, a Chinese mission convention. At that, we, we met Pastor Juan. Um, That's Pastor James Juan, yeah, Pastor who's James the Juan. current director of FEBC U.S. China Ministries. Yeah. So at that point, I thought that God will lead us into missionary field. So we, I'm ta- I was uh, chatting with different uh, missionary organizations like MB, OMF. Um, but we came back. We feel that God's called to be a missionary, but we, when we came back, we're still not so clear. And then Pastor Juan called us about... Um, and asked us if we wanted to uh, serve in FEBC. I was shocked at that point. You know, uh, it's a big role. Mm-hmm. But then when I think more and I pray more about it and ask like our friends, 
my mentor and also my father-in-law who was a he was a, like a uh, pastor for you know seventy years. I was their opinion. They're pastor very, in China. Yeah, in China. I mean, he was in prison for his faith for seventeen years. I deeply respect him. He was uh, in prison in China for seventeen years for yes. his faith. Yes. And he was encouraging you to come to work for FABC? Yeah, because he, in the most difficult times in China, FABC has been with the Chinese believers, you know, share the gospel and uh, uh, producing radio programs to e- equipping believers in the most difficult time. He, he, he see the influence, impact can, uh, FABC had the past. So he encouraged me. And also my my heart actually uh, have a deep passion for you know equipping uh, helping churches believers in China. So that's mm-hmm. also my passion too. So I mean, as we pray really mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. and uh, we feel like God lead us to F- serving F- S- mm-hmm. FEBC. Mm-hmm. Also, because Joy has been serving FEBC for many many years. I mean, she um, she uh, has a passion to kind of uh, help churches, you know, uh, do cross-church ministries. So mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. FEB, it's very mm-hmm. a place for her to do mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Well, Luke, I got to tell you, there's so much more that I would love to chat with you about, but we're kind of at the end of our time today. I do want to share with you, though, that you never had the opportunity to meet Dr. Bob Bowman, the founder of FEBC. Dr. Bowman had a huge heart for the ministry in China, which is where Mm -hmm. FEBC first started some 75 years ago. Mm -hmm. I've been in his presence when, uh, at the end of his life, uh, 98 years old and still praying for hours about the people in China that they would hear the good news and come to faith. He's my example. Yeah. But he always said to me, he said, Ed, you see, people would ask me these questions. How do you find such gifted and talented people to serve the Far East Broadcasting Company. And he said, I would always answer the question this way. You see, we don't find them. God brings them to us. And so as we wrap up this interview today with Luke Chang, I just want to emphasize that Bob Bowman was right. We can't find people like Luke and Joy in their dedication and passion to serve the Far East Broadcasting Company. God sends them to us. So if you, our listeners, have appreciated this conversation today with Luke, please pray for our organization uh, that we would continue to find more dedicated, strong, uh, committed believers to serve him through FEBC Radio. And pray for the listeners in China that when they hear Mm -hmm. the good news of Jesus Christ through our broadcasts on many, many platforms, they would come to faith. Luke, Amen. thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Ed, for having me here. It's what a pleasure to serve God with you. Yes, yeah, me too. Thank you, Ed, and welcome to Luke Cheng, new director of U.S. Chinese Ministries for the Far East Broadcasting Company. You can learn more about our ministry in China and so many other countries when you go to our website, febc.org. Check out the stories available there, febc.org. And thanks for listening to Until All Have Heard, a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company.